0: It's the World Wide Sports Radio Network. Radio, Network. Radio
1: Network. Little roller up along first, behind the bag, it gets through. Buckner, here
0: comes Knight, and the Mets win it. See you, Pittsburgh. Can't wait. Tuned into Game On with Josh Silverberg.
2: Game On Talking
0: All Things Sports. It's, it's...
2: Game On! Yeah, Game On. Game
0: On, right here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Yes, I am Nexus Speedy Petey, ladies and gentlemen. We are in the studio here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I am your host, Josh Silverberg, joining you every single Friday from 6:30 or whenever I arrive. If it doesn't rain anymore here in New York, Speedy and I were just driving in it. I drove in it. It took me, I think the longest it ever took me to get home from work was about maybe two hours and change. It took me about three hours to get to Speedy today, which is insane. That's how bad the weather is today. It's horrible. It's raining cats and dogs out there. Mr. Powerful of Speedy Petey joining you. This is Game On. I'm your host, Josh Sommet-Burke. We have a great show planned for you tonight. A lot to get into. We're going to get into the baseball playoff race. The Astros, the Mariners, and the Rangers. Could the Astros possibly miss the playoffs this year? We'll get into a little bit of that. We'll do our buzzer beater. Damian Lillard going to the Milwaukee Bucks. What does that mean for the Eastern Conference? And are the Milwaukee Bucks now the best team in the Eastern Conference with Damian Lillard? Do a little quick Ryder Cup stuff. I mean, I could just say it now. The U.S. is getting blambasted in Italy right now. It's not even close. I think it was six and a half to one and a half at the last score I saw. And I was looking forward, if it gets a little closer, I like to watch it Sunday morning alone with the Jaguars and the Falcons. It's nice because of course my son gets up at seven in the morning on Sundays. So I'm just like, it gives me something to watch with those two things on at the same exact time. So a little bit the Ryder Cup, everything of that going on. But the U.S., we it's been a very difficult stretch for them so far. Yeah, my dad's like just dry your face off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we're getting ticks. It's going to be a swifty Sunday night at MetLife Stadium. That is what it's looking like. As Sunday, NBC already put a Welcome to New York ad for the Chiefs and the Jets on Sunday. Uh, so... We will recap also the Packers and the Lions last night and why the Lions, although I don't think they're in that conversation just yet, where I think and why I think they can get in that conversation as to being one of the better teams in the NFC. But I want to start with a big, quick announcement. I shouldn't say it's quick because it is actually a huge announcement. So when I started here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, it was there was a there was a guy, and I'll get into him in a little bit, who introduced me to Errol, and. Got together, and we did we did a show at college uh, called East Coast Bias at, at Plattsburgh State University. Um, he's, he's one of my best friends. Uh, my wife, Melissa, and his wife, Krista, as well. They are best friends as well now. And our children are very close as well. And it's been a great relationship throughout everything. And I know I've wanted to do my show on my own. For a very long time. And Speedy, I think you would say uh, I've done a pretty good job of it. I would would say, I think. Speedy's very honest. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I've always, I've said to myself for a while. And when I started at this network, the goal was for he and I to do a show together. Originally, Speedy knows this from way back when. When I first started here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And pretty much what happened was, you know, stuff got... You know, stuff happened, and just busy life schedules and changes, and all this stuff happened, and kind of it kind of took away a little bit from what we were trying to do and supposed to do. And then I joined, obviously, I joined the network. I I I did off the mat for a little bit, and um, liked doing it, but I, you know, I, I missed talking to sports, the straight sports talk, and then. After that happened, what if I move I had nothing to do with it. It's, it's, bother, no, it's bothering him. Um, and then what happened was uh, I decided, that, you know, Arrow and Speedy wanted me to join the sports loudmouths with them. I said, okay. And I enjoyed doing it, but it was also just it was the scheduling, doing everything late at night, very late at night. And it was very tough for me as a teacher to get up, very early in the morning and, and continue on that stretch with that schedule. And and I unfortunately, Um but but I took a little time off game on and I was very excited about it and I still am very excited about the the, the prospect of it and where it can go. Fast forward, I've I've always said I, I'm gonna nothing's gonna happen. No matter who will ask me. And it's no disrespect to anybody that wants to join my show. It it's not. I've always said that there is one, one, one specific person I have always had the greatest, utmost respect for, because he also is the one that got me started at this network. And I wanted to make the announcement now that starting October 13th, live right here on the Worldwide Sportswear Network, game on, myself will now be new co-host. That is Mr. Eric Bowe. will be back. October thirteenth. Friday the thirteenth. What could go wrong for the first episode, right? Speedy I don't think that could happen. And everything of that nature. But October thirteenth, Eric Bow and I will be back. You're you can you'll get all the shenanigans from us. You'll you'll get the you're better than that's, which is Eric's famous. You're better than dat, as he would say. All that. You're gonna get all the fun. You're gonna get the craziness in me, and you're gonna get the calmness in him. You're gonna get the negativity from me, and you're gonna get the from him. And the thing of it too is that he is a Yankee fan, a Giants fan, a Knicks fan, a Red Wings fan. So all this, you're gonna get all that in one uh starting October thirteenth. He's back full time. He is committed, he's excited about it. And he's very much looking forward to, to doing it. And we're looking forward to getting started with this again. This is something that's been in the talks probably since 2014. This has been going on almost nine years of this conversation. And we're going to have a great reunion with this. This is going to be a lot of fun. This is going to be amazing. We met back in college. He had me join his show at the time. And we just it took off. He graduated. I stayed on another year. That's it was Silverberg Sports was the show. And came back. And like I said, and it's no disrespect to people who have wanted to join the show, wanted to be a part of the show. I want to make that very clear. I'm wanting Eric to come back because this whole thing was Eric's idea. And I think it's out of the respect. And and the recognition that he deserves to to be on this platform with me and to do this together. So I'm very excited to have him back on. And again, you're going to get all the the nonsense. He's going to spin everything in a positive light. I'm going to spin everything in a negative light because that's just how we work. So we're very excited about it. I know when I told Speedy about it, he was like, that's cool. Errol was very excited that he's coming back. And um, there's going to be everything, the logo, everything's going to stay the same. I'm just going to add Eric to it. Uh, the drop is going to change. Eric's name is going to be added to it. And we're going to kick it off October 13th.
2: Oh, I um, think the Jets play the Eagles that week. It'll oh. be perfect for a 41 nothing blowout.
0: <sighs> well, we'll get to the Jets in a second. But I wanted to make that announcement, so we're very excited, like I said, for Mr. Eric Bo to be back on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And I'm excited to be partners with him again. And I'm very excited. And like I said, people could still hop on from Lyle to my father to all these people that could pop (laughs) on. Oh, favorite. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's perfect because that's a great segue to what we're about to get into, right? And that it was last night's football game between the Green Bay Packers and the Detroit Lions. And I wanted to get into this because what I saw last night from the Detroit Lions was they almost feels like I don't know if you would call this, Speedy, a statement win, but it is a divisional win, and it's a conference win. Coming off the very tough loss against Seattle two weeks ago, they have rebounded very nicely. Uh, I, I, you know, Aiden Aiden Hutchinson had an amazing game last night. He, boy, the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to regret that pick. I mean, they had him in the palm of their hand, and they took Tavon Walker. Instead, who has done absolutely diddly squat since he has joined that team. And it really is shows what Dan Campbell and knows that that organization as a whole is building in Detroit. And it's something that's very special in my eyes because I, f- I really feel like when you look at everything and you view everything, I don't understand what this is. Okay. When you view everything and you look at everything, the biggest thing is that I take from Detroit is I don't know if they're right in the, in the wheelhouse of San Francisco and Dallas and Philly just yet, but I almost feel like they're kind of close. You know what I mean? I feel like they're in that second tier. Right, like the first tier, you would say what San Fran, Dallas, even though they had a horrible <laughs> loss against Arizona last week, and and Philly, right? Those would be the three tiers, the three teams for tier one. Tier th- two, I would put Detroit. Um, I'm trying to think. Who else would you want to put? I mean, I don't. I, I know Seattle beat them. I would still put them there. I
2: think Detroit's still better than Seattle, are, though. but I would still put Seattle there. I mean, I... it was a letdown.
0: They had a letdown against Seattle. Yeah. They're better than this. They're better than this Yorks. And let's give credit to Detroit for that Goff trade, for what they got for Stafford in that deal, and how Jared Goff continues to be a winner in this league. The disrespect that he got for years, he's just a game man. This is the thing again. I'm going to go back into it. He's a game manager. He doesn't have a big arm. He doesn't throw for a 400 passing yards, blah, 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 blah. The guy's been to a Super Bowl, and he's on the the precipice of getting Detroit their first division title possibly since 1993. That's a huge accolade, I think, in the coup of Mr. Jared Goff to get Detroit to that point. uh, They have Montgomery and Gibbs, which is an unbelievable tandem at running back. You have St. Brown, who I've said this, Speedy, you know I've said this, I think is a top 10 receiver in this league. And if Aiden Hutchinson can continue to be that elite pass rusher that we all think he can be. Now, Detroit obviously still has questions on the defensive front, correct? And the, the biggest thing for Detroit is their offensive line is fantastic. It's unbelievable. You can make the case they might have one of the, if not the best offensive line in football. It's there. It's in the conversation. So when we all will look back at what Detroit has become, because let's call it like it is, Detroit got it sucks that they didn't make the playoffs last
2: year, Detroit,
0: right? They found out right before they even played they weren't making, and they still win the Green Bay and beat Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers and everything like that.
2: Well, that's what happens when you allow two hundred plus yards to the Panthers' backup running backs.
0: Well, <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, it's you know, so when you, when you look at what Detroit has done. They're building something, and they're building a very good core. I be- and it's so funny, right? We all made fun of Dan Campbell, the bite your kneecap stuff, right? We all made fun of it. It was a joke. Oh my God, this guy's not going to survive. This is crazy. The guy's becoming a legit coach. The guys are, are they're they're buying in. He's a he's a great motivator. He comes from the Bill Parcells tree. This is what he does. And clearly the guys listen. Now, look, all coaches in the league are not like that. Mike McDaniels, who's becoming one of the better coaches in the league, is not like that. He's the polar opposite of Dan Campbell. But I think coaches that need to have that voice that should, a la Robert Sala, should take a note of Dan Campbell and get at it with the players. Like, I just picture this. You imagine if Zach Wilson was the quarterback for Dan Campbell, and Dan, like I feel, like Dan Campbell would would be like he would sit him down and be like, he'd be like, "Do you know what? The, do you know what you just did?" Because I don't know what the hell you just did either. That's what he would say. Th- to me, the guys are buying in, and that's an an unbelievable thing. And I'm happy for Detroit. They the fans deserve this for the amount of garbage they've had for years and years and years and years. Now, as far as the Packers go, that was a rough one yesterday. Their defense continues to underperform. Now I know Jair Alexander did not play yesterday. It's a huge loss. He's one of the best corners in the league. That's fine. They can't stop the runs though, which Speedy has said Mm -hmm. we, I thought getting Van Ness in the draft would help. They're still having the same problems, Green Bay. And I don't know who is defensive coordinator, what's his name Joe again? Barry. He needs to go. There is too much talent on that defensive front to not be a top-five defense. There, maybe, they,
2: maybe they have to lure Don Capers out of retirement.
0: <laughs> but, I mean, it's true, though. Look at the names on that defense. They have so many good players and fast players and young players on that defense, and it, doesn't, it, it, it just doesn't come together when it's game day. That's one. Two, and I know the questions are going to be about Jordan Love. And, yes, I watched it last night, and I've been a, I've been a Jordan Love uh, fan. I've said Jordan Love's going to be a good quarterback in this league. And, yes, he was inaccurate last night. Yeah, he missed some throws. Yeah, he was all over the place. He panics in the pocket at times. He tries to, you know, like, yes, I get that. That's fine. But I'm, I am I want to give the kids some time because that was also Watson's first game of the season. It was also Aaron Jones hadn't played in weeks. Let's give the kids some time to build, okay? His first game against Atlanta was a disaster in the fourth quarter. It wasn't good. Then the second game, they were down, what, seven? Was
2: it the second game of the year? The Atlanta game was the second game of the year. was the beat, first one? They beat Chicago the first game. Oh,
0: okay, yeah. So you see, they beat Chicago. So what are they? They're 2-2 two and two right now. Yep. They're 2-2. Two and two. So let's all just relax. As Aaron Rodgers would say,
2: R-E-L-A-X. Uh, I don't know. The Packers might not speak for about anything Aaron Rodgers says.
0: Well, listen. They're going to retire his number anyway, so it don't matter. <laughs> um, when I look at where Jordan Love is right now, listen. Let LaFleur and Love work together. Give it time. Do not forget, Aaron Rodgers had a very good first season as the quarterback of the Packers, right? His first season was pretty good. They also had a losing record. So let's let this build. Let it take time. Let the offense come together. Now, the killer is Bakhtiari might be out for the season. And he's one of the best left tackles in football. The report is he, he might get he might opt to get the second knee surgery, so he's fully 100% healthy in 2024. And then all the rumors are going to start, oh, he's not going back to Green Bay. We know where he's going to go. He's going to go to the Jets, be the left tackle with Rodgers, because the Jets are going to push that. But the thing is, if I'm Green Bay, though, wouldn't you want to have that structured player, veteran player, in the the huddle like Bakhtiari for Jordan Love? That's where I feel that I think would be the route that I think Green Bay would want to go. I would not. I know Packer fans on social media today were not happy with how Love played yesterday, and I understand it's frustrating. Listen, I'm a Jet fan. I've seen crap for years, but let Lafleur and Love take time to gel together. They're two and two. They're not zero and four. Okay, they're not one and three. They're two and two. They lost to a good Lions team. The Lions are a good team, right, sweetie? They're a good team. So it's not like they they went out there and they lost to the Arizona Cardinals, <laughs> okay? They lost to a good Detroit team that you can, And I want to see the season progress with them, and I think they're going to get better. Well, imagine if they kept Hawkinson on that team. Then they wouldn't
2: have drafted Laporta. Actually, ah, so Laporta's been very
0: good. Yeah, <laughs> Laporta has been very good. Hawkinson be better than Hawkinson. <laughs> but the thing is, it's it's... Detroit's ahead right now of where Green Bay is. Green Bay is still trying to pick up the pieces from the Aaron Rodgers loss. They're trying to build their own thing. Just like when Aaron Rodgers took over from Brett Favre, the Packers are still trying to pick up the pieces to build it. Let's give Jordan Love some time. I still believe Jordan Love is going to be a good quarterback. I think LaFleur is going to be a good head coach. They got to get rid of Barry, though. (laughs) Enough. Seriously. I mean, at this point, bring back what's his name? He used to be the coach. Dom Capers. No, not even Capers. Who was the other one? He was there afterwards. The oh, Patton, you're talking about? Yeah, bring back Mike Patton. Oh, no, at this he wasn't. Point. He wasn't that good. He either. wasn't that good either. But he's better.
2: He's better than Barry. <laughs> yeah, they need, to, they need the eighty-something-year-old Dom Capers to come out of retirement. Hey, let me. Hey, let me tell you
0: something. If Robert Sala gets fired by the Jets, we know where he's going. <laughs> we know where he's going to coach defense next year, right?
2: He's going to the Rams. No,
0: he's going to Green Bay. He's going to be with Lafleur, He's best. Oh, that friend. would.
2: Be, I was gonna say go back with uh, Michael Lafleur and Sean McVay in no, LA. <laughs> he would go, no,
0: he would go back with. No, he would go with Matt. Yeah. He would go with Matt and everything like that. So to me, we got to give it some time. Uh, in regards to, I know the conversation is all about the Jets and the Chiefs. Sunday night, MetLife same at eight fifteen PM Eastern Standard Time. And all the Swifties are gonna be out with the Travis Kelsey jerseys. Did you see it was like a four hundred percent increase of Not surprising. Jersey sales?
2: Not surprising.
0: And everything like that. Now, I want to get into this quick. And I actually like Taylor Swift. I like I like her music. The game was forty one to ten and she's screaming out, let's effing go from the from the from the box. Relax. Does she does, does she even know who the quarterback of the Chiefs was before Patrick Mahomes was there? <laughs> Calm down. She's been with this guy for two minutes. She's already meeting Mama Kelsey in the box. Well, she's an icon in her own right. Well, I'm just saying. though, it's two minutes in. Speedy, Do you, would you if you were dating somebody? Would you let Would you let your girlfriend meet your mother five minutes into the relationship? If
2: her mother was as epic as Donna Kelsey, maybe I would.
0: Uh, that's, uh, that's what I'm saying. Let me tell you something. When I was first dating Melissa, it took Melissa time before she met my parents. Fair enough. <laughs> this is what a relationship is. You, you build something before you uh, – because the parent is a big step, Speedy. It's a huge step in the dating world. Next thing you know, I see uh, Taylor Swift screaming, let's F and go, right next to his mother. <laughs> and then apparently now Taylor Swift's best friend
2: is with Patrick Mahomes'
0: wife. At a party.
2: Oh, well, all right. That's where the problem starts. So
0: that's, yeah, exactly. You want to stay away from her. Stay far away from her.
2: And stay far away from his brother.
0: So. I mean, but, like, you think about it this way. And now you're hearing Aaron Rodgers might be there Sunday night. And I will say, so I'm not even saying this because I'm a Jet fan. Wouldn't it be so funny if Zach Wilson has the game of his life and the Jets beat the Chiefs? Right in front of Taylor Swift. Ah,
2: Aaron Rodgers loves Taylor Swift. I tell you,
0: some. I tell you, (laughs) that would just be so funny if that happened. It's not going to. I think the
2: I think the over under is ten and a half. (laughs) I'd be amazed if the Jets if if the Jets have ten passing yards in the first quarter. I'm
0: keeping the Chiefs defense. I picked them up against the Bears last week, and I have them going against uh, the Jets this week. Oh yeah. So power combo. (laughs) I tell you, I look at it in this perspective. uh, This whole story thing with this with the Swift Kelsey thing. Please, please. Let's, I mean, the fact that ticket sales went up because Taylor Swift's going to be in the building is wild. But can you imagine if Aaron Rodgers was starting for the Jets in this game and Taylor Swift was there? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, it, yeah, Aaron Rodgers it would have the be, game of his life. It would be the highest rated Sunday night football game in the history of the NFL.
2: Aaron Rodgers would have the game of his life. Zach Wilson will just either be looking at her or look, try to find her mom. <laughs>
0: I tell you, it would literally be the high. Can you imagine if you got Rodgers, Mahomes, and Swift is in the building? Oh, yeah. That would be the highest-rate Sunday Night Football game in the history.
2: Oh, yeah. They're sure. not
0: even close. And it still might get a very good rating because all the Swifties are buying Travis Kelsey jerseys.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then in a few months they're going to have a breakup, and she's going to write a song about him. What a douche he is! And this and that and everything. Yep, yeah, like, it's going
2: to rattle them in the playoffs whenever that song comes out. The Chiefs will lose because Travis Kelsey's too flustered by a breakup song.
0: Well, it's just you—you you're, know—you're spinning in the hamster wheel of turd. That's what you're doing. <laughs> I mean, that—that's what's going on. Uh,
2: spinning. Speaking of uh, spinning the hamster wheel, we got the geese chaser himself on the phone, Kenny.
0: I thought you wanted to have me on the show. What? Kenny, I've said to you, you have to reach out to me. I can't reach out to you. Do you know how busy I am, my man? Sure.
1: <laughs> you said this in my crowd. This means you want to have me on the show. You have of these guys send me a link.
0: Let, let me tell you something. I did like your show the other day, though, Kenny. I was watching it. I was very impressed. Although the 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 funniest part was when you said, "Hold on, my dad." Congratulations, is me.
1: you're the first guy in the network to watch me live.
0: <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> no, Arrow did. Arrow watches you. Stop.
1: You watched me live? Wow! I thought that guy had like his whole family around on Sunday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, the best part of that show was when you said, "Hold on, my dad's calling me. Give me a minute."
1: <laughs> I was like, I was "Wait a minute, where's he go?" If he's watching, is he one of those watchers without diapers? <laughs> <laughs> but by, by, by the way, by the way.
0: You and I are so yeah. definitely not going to Jets-Giants now. I am not going to Jets-Giants to watch Daniel Jones versus Zach Wilson, but I'm sorry. Why not? I am not watching that garbage. I can't sit through that. No way. Daniel
1: Jones is probably going to win now that they don't
0: well, that's a anymore. Well, listen, would it surprise you?
1: It wouldn't surprise me because I've seen Wilson win, but he kind of sucks
0: kind of sucks that's being generous, but uh, we'll get to Zach Wilson in a minute because I do kind of feel, and I was okay, actually talking I'm to Steve. about i the jury
1: isn't completely out of him. You never know. He could finish the year doing well. No, I no. <laughs> Ken,
2: Kenny, you have a better chance of catching 100 geese in an hour than uh, Zach Wilson does for being you were,
0: good. <laughs> Kenny, before you call me, what were you smoking before you said those lines out loud? I, Zach Wilson could have a good end of the year.
1: Okay, I did get high. Yeah, exactly. I go, I do my (laughs) show, my new show soon, so I wanted to get high before.
0: Well, that's, listen, that's okay. Well, I will tell you this, and I know, listen, Kenny, over, and speedy to you two, over, under, how many times does NBC show Taylor Swift in the box Sunday night?
1: I don't know. I only saw it once, and I think. Taylor Swift sucks.
0: No, you see? I don't mind her. I'm going to go 11.
1: I'll, oh, definitely 11. I-, I can 11. say that she's best at covering other people's version because I heard two songs that she liked, and the rest I'd like. This is absolute trash.
0: No. <laughs> it's
1: blank song, Taylor Swift version. Oh, good. She's like every other pop star, good at covering other people's material, and her material is trash. Well, you, you know what? You
0: see, now here's the thing, though, Kenny. Call it yeah. like it is. This girl could have 10 shows at Midlife Stadium, and she'll sell out every single one of those shows in five seconds.
1: Yeah, but I wouldn't pay one single penny a uh, I, see I listen, wouldn't even to I, practice.
0: I, Kenny, no offense, and I love you, and so does Speedy. I don't think Taylor Swift's going to be affected whether you pay for that I'm trash or not. The no. <laughs> album is
1: probably the John Mayer version of one of her albums.
2: No. <laughs> Tell, Taylor Swift will look, will look up your YouTube video, Kenny, and be like, oh, no, I'm emotionally devastated that this guy's not going to my concerts.
1: Well, listen. Oh, congratulations. You guys will be featured in the premiere next week. Somebody recorded and clipped me calling in and you telling me to call in another time. <laughs> so, Errol will be on my my premiere in a week from Saturday.
0: Well, let me ask you this question before we let you go, because B and I have to get to our picks. Do yeah. are, where are you feeling about the Giants right now? Are you happy where they are? Or do you think because I feel well, I, I feel like if, they, if they don't uh, beat Seattle they're I think not it's going to be
1: great, road. but they still have the rest of the season to do better.
0: Now, I will tell you this. If they don't beat Seattle, Speedy, you tell me if you disagree or not. If they don't beat Seattle, they're going to be 1-5. And there's a point they could be 1-5. Yeah. I Yeah.
1: I think they will beat Seattle. And I think they could beat another team from the same stadium. That's what I think.
0: Yeah, but that's easy though. You're playing Zach Wilson. You might as well have a one-legged quarterback out yeah, there at that's this point. True.
1: I mean, what do you? So that's not. That's, I, I think uh, if not this season, one day they will be able to beat the Cowboys.
0: Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if it's going to happen this year. Well, Kenny, we got to let you go because we're going to get to our picks
1: in just a minute. But thank you for calling in. Check right, out, you guys have a great show. Check out maybe your one show. day I could call. I could get on the show. I've been on Errol's show twice.
0: Yeah, listen. You could come on. Let me know when you want to come on. We'll bring you into the feed. Speedy will do it. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you this. Check out Kenny's Kay. show every Sunday at twelve o'clock. It's a great pregame right before football. It's great. Right on, right on, man. You oh, be good, all oh, right. Oh, all Kenny's uh, comments about picks, Taylor Swift. i be with yes. thing. All right, brother, be good. I'll talk to you, Kenny. That's ladies and gentlemen. That is Kenny, ladies and gentlemen. Check out Kenny's show. Did did Snug say anything? One hundred percent. Oh, there he goes. Uh, my phone is locked right now. So. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Carl. You're not on the air. So was not talking. <laughs> <laughs> I missed everything. Um. Really quick, before we get to our picks, we'll take a quick break after this story. Then we'll then we'll get to our picks when we come back. Uh, Damian Lillard going to the Milwaukee Bucks. Does anybody have that on their bingo card? I don't believe so. Jimmy Butler wants the inmate to look into tampering. Okay. <laughs> I think Pat Riley should take a look in the mirror about that, Ben, because he's the king of tampering at certain points. So let's call it like it is. Give the Milwaukee Bucks credit, man. Now, listen. They're losing Drew Holiday. It's a big loss for them. Defensively, he's one of the best premier the perimeter guards in the league. Correct? Is he not? He is. You can't tell me that Damian Lillard and Giannis can win a championship. They can. They're there. It's health that has to come together. Right? We've seen this. Now, I don't agree with the with, with the notion that people say all oh, the Bucks are going to own for the next six or seven years. Stop. No, they have maybe a two or three year window with this. If, and if they don't win, does Giannis still want out? Does he still want out if this does not work? Now, I don't, how do you not, how do you not think this isn't going to work? I mean, the two of them are so in sync with their styles. It's perfect. It fits perfectly for them. Does it not? I mean, it, it really meshes well. They're pick and roll style. Uh, you know, have Dame always with the shooting ability, and it takes the pressure off Giannis from having to doing everything. I, they still have Middleton there as well, so he'll be he'll be the third option now. He's not the number two option anymore. That's a huge thing Gavin. Chris Middleton as their third option. That's no slouch. I like where the Bucks are. I know this is going to get Ben probably excited. <laughs> I like where the Bucks are. I think the Bucks are the best team in the Eastern Conference now with these two together. I think they're better than Boston. I still, you uh, now listen. The, obviously, you're gonna say Boston's depth is better, and I want to see how Milwaukee plays with the new coach,
2: right? <laughs>
0: um, but you, I think Dame and Giannis are two of the best players in the league. It's gonna flow and, and gel nicely, for sure. Now, where does Drew Holiday go? Well, why can't the the Knicks be in on him? Be the number two next to Brunson. Why don't the Celtics trade? Well, no, who did the.
2: No, the Celtics traded Smart, so they, they could definitely. They fit. can use him. Yeah. yeah, he would fit well with Boston. I know the Celtics, uh, they're also trying to trade Brogdon, too. So. Why not Philly? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Philly, Philly with another uh, older guard. Yeah, that sounds like them. That fits well, right with their mold perfectly. Listen,
0: I'm just saying, no. I mean, even Miami. Miami might reroute to getting Drew Holiday. He's still one of the better players holidays, was an all-star this past year. He's one of the best perimeter guards in the league defensively. He's a great shooter. He's a gr- really good leader. Won a championship with Milwaukee. So he has that experience. So I would take all that into account for sure. I like what the Bucks did. I thought it was really good for them. Um, and, yeah, I, I think it was a great trade for them. I really do. They got rid of some stuff, and then, yeah. When we come back, we are going to do a very quick – right, Speedy? It's going to be quick – pick analysis for week five already? mm mm-hmm. we? No, yeah. no, week four. We're at the quarter mark of the season, right? Yeah, well, I mean, there's 18 weeks now. Well, I guess you would still consider it the quarter, don't you? Could. But we're going to get to that, and I'm going to show you how I'm beating Speedy in the standing still, so that's fun. We'll do that right when we come back here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Game on. Game on. We're We're back. back. You're listening to Game On with Josh Silverberg. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Game On Live on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I'm your host, Josh Silverberg. Don't forget, October 13th. Check it out. Eric Bowe will be the new Co-host with me going forward here at Game On, Speedy. PD will still be a part of it. And he's here now, but his screen looks perfect compared to mine. What's up, man? Oh well, yeah, uh,
2: I guess I could. I, that's that's the best <laughs> way to put it. But uh, I guess hopefully the fans can enjoy the little uh, paint spot you got. Today. That's
0: fine. It looks like I got a bullet in my head. Sounds that too. <laughs> 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 All right, Speedy. Let's play that music. Give it to me. Let's go. Yeah,
2: here we yeah, go. Yeah, we'll What's start, the first game? We'll start with that. London game you mentioned earlier, the Atlanta Falcons at the Jacksonville Jaguars. The over/under is forty-three and a half.
0: Boy, doesn't it look so stupid that I had the Jaguars winning the AFC this year? I uh, being the first, uh, the one seed. Errol had
2: them in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Excuse me?
0: Yeah, he did. I did not have them there. No, I, I said first in the AFC with that schedule. Boy, what a letdown they've been. I don't see any growth with Trevor Lawrence. It's very weird. But also the defense has been very spotty as well, and it seems odd to me. I almost feel like this is like a get-right game for them because they usually do pretty well in London. They're not terrible. I think they're there for two straight weeks, if I'm not mistaken. I think they have Buffalo the next week there as well. So I'm going to go with the Jaguars in this one. Uh, I would think they would do a little bit better. I like – listen, Robinson is legit for Atlanta. When I was saying why are people taking him in the first round of the draft in fantasy, now I see why, though. But I think they'll be able to hold off Atlanta. I don't trust Ritter, you know, to to come through in a big spot. I'm going to go Jacksonville in a squeaker.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go with the Jags, too. I like, for one thing, I like the... Definitely taking the under, by the way. In the I like the Jags' uh, run defense a little more than like their pass defense this year and Atlanta hasn't been able to stretch the field still really yet. They've been an efficient passing offense, but not like an amazing like downfield passing offense yet. And I think that'll be finally be be tested. I think they'll be able to like Detroit did last week. Limit it. Not stop it completely, but limit it offensively. I think they have enough wide receivers to be able to spread the ball around and attack that secondary depth. That's still kind of a question mark. Terrell on Ridley will be an interesting matchup, but I think they'll spread out from there. Give me Jacksonville. I think it'll be close on the under. All All right. Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills. And what's
0: over under 53 and a half. Oh, that's okay. Boy, they're, they're really. Uh, well, Jordan Poyer is out for this game. That's big news. Damar Hamlin hey. is going to be active and he'll probably be starting in this game. I would imagine that Jordan Poyer, though, one of the better safeties in the league. That's a tough loss for Buffalo to overcome, especially with that air dynamic offense. As my brother texted me the other day, this is the best offense I've seen since the greatest show on turf with the Rams, with the Dolphins. It's all relaxed, though. Who's, Buffalo's the home team, too. Buffalo is home, yes. I got to tell you, though, and I picked Miami to win last week. Boy, Speedy. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Denver over there. Yeah. I will tell you this. I could definitely see the over in this one. I like the over, too, 53-and-a-half. Uh, this is going to be the toughest defense I think Miami has played so far. Nothing against New England. But again, New England did a pretty good job at handling Miami's defense. It's just Miami's offense, they just don't have it, they don't have an offense, New England. This is a tough getting to pick. I'm gonna go with Miami in this game. And the reason being is because the weather is still not bad yet. It's not bad yet. Waddle is back with the concussion stuff. Achani and Raheem Mostert. Those two together have been dynamic. Tua looks confident. McDaniels looks like well, he's become one of the better coaches in the league. They're getting by on defense. Fangio is getting by, giving the Dolphins.
2: Yeah, th- th- this <clears> is <throat> definitely going to be on the over. This is going to be a higher scoring game. Now, Miami's defense has done well in some areas, but still has been vulnerable in others. <clears> one of which this year has been tight ends. I think Buffalo will definitely take advantage of that with their duo with Knox and Kincaid. And the receiving depth for Buffalo has been p- been playing a lot better the last two weeks. It hasn't been just Stephon Diggs, like you saw against the Jets. Now. Miami, in terms of their offensive line, they, they're they getting some players back healthy, and that's helped them a lot in terms of pass protection. Jalen Waddell, they'll get back this week. That being said, though, I don't think they're going to see Raheem Mostert get these two no, 70-something-yard runs gonna. again. But is good, too, though. A chain is nice. I was very impressed with what I saw last week. But here's the other thing that's been impressive this season. Buffalo's run defense, besides to Brees Hall, like Brees Hall had those, like, three big carries. Besides that, they're really good this year. Dalvin Cook they were able to contain for the most part. That's not
0: that hardy's finished, Dalvin Cook. Jo-
2: Josh Jacobs the, week, the next week. After that, they did great against it. Josh last week, Jacobs doesn't care. And then uh, against Washington last week, a guy in Brian Robinson who was one of the best performance guys in the league uh, for the first two weeks of the season. They shut him down. So uh, Buffalo's run defense is, I am impressed with. And Travius White looks like he's the corner. He is uh, was back again. Off. He was bad with the injury last year. So I'm going to take the Bills. I think it'll be close on the over. Alright, Minnesota at Carolina 46.5.
0: You said you're taking Buffalo, you said? I'm taking Buffalo. Okay, yeah. and the next game is what, Minnesota? Minnesota
2: at Carolina, 46.5. That's ah, going to be an
0: under. Uh, Young still, I don't think, is back. Nope. Not that that makes a difference. Both these teams, Minnesota has to win this game. If Minnesota does not win this game, I think you need to really start – I think Minnesota should start looking anyway at conversations about Kirk Cousins and trading him for something. Oh, yeah, at for sure. Point. They need to. I don't care what it is. I don't care where he goes. There are teams that could use Kirk Cousins. I'm not just saying the Jets. I'm saying Washington could definitely use a Kirk Cousins. You talk about a team a team that's maybe close in, in, in the AFC in New England could use a Kirk Cousins, although it seems like Belichick is strapped to the hip with uh, Mac Jones. It's a tough game to pick. I'm going to go with Minnesota. I don't like it. I'm not confident. I hate both of these teams. Uh, but to me, I think Minnesota's offense has not been the problem. Kirk Cousins has been fantastic this year. It's The defense is atrocious for Minnesota. I'm going to take Minnesota because the thing is, Carolina doesn't have an offense at all. Maybe Adam Thielen has a revenge game. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> But I'm going to take Minnesota in this one.
2: Yeah, I definitely think I don't feel it has a revenge game. I think that seems inevitable. The Vikings corners are... Are better than they were last year, but still undersized. And that's a good matchup for Thielen, who's a good big-body type guy, good possession receiver. I definitely think he has a big game. But the question is, does Carolina have the running game to be able to take advantage of the Vikings' flaws stopping the run this year? Because their pass defense has actually been pretty good for the most part. Brian Flores has done a good job with that group. But you're right, this Vikings offense, I think, has too much talent against a banged-up Panthers secondary. They've struggled against tight ends this year. Uh, JC Horn is hurt, they've had a lot of issues with that too And Justin Jefferson was one yard away from being the first receiver To have three straight 150 yard games Uh, I like the Vikings too, I think it'll be close, I'll take them on the under Alright, the ugly battle of own 3 teams The Denver Broncos at the Chicago Bears, 46 and a half again
0: Man, both teams are a mess Um, Fields is just almost as bad as Zach Wilson and you got Denver giving up 70 the other day.
2: Justin Fields for the Jets.
0: Oh, stop. <laughs> uh, that was actually Ben's rumor first. <laughs> okay, no. Um, I tell you, I'm, I, Denver's got to get a win at some point, right? I almost feel like they're like the punching bag, Chicago. They're the messiest team in the league. Are they not? Yeah. equipment's getting raided. I, I don't know. The Raiders might have a case for that. So. Really? <laughs> really? I don't know. They so said
2: Taylor Jones to an asylum.
0: <laughs> I, that's fine. But let me ask you this. Who's a, who gets equipment raided? <laughs> Their defensive coordinator gets fired because of inappropriate stuff within the organization. <laughs> yeah. DJ Moore having a conversation with, um, <clears throat> who's the linebacker on Tampa? Devin White. Devin White. And Moore said, yeah, they're definitely not using me properly. And it was Mike on NFL.com. Wow! Give me the Bears. I'm going to take the Bears. I, uh, yeah, Denver. Okay, fine. They're playing the Bears, but they also have to travel. Uh, you would like to think that Chicago will get something right at some point, get a win.
2: This is one of the wins they would probably get. Give me the Bears. Uh, This is going to be an ugly game of field goals. The Bears' defense nor the Broncos' defense has been anything trustworthy so far this season. The problem is I don't know if the Bears up front have enough of a pass rush against this Broncos offensive line that's had a lot of issues this year. Their edge rush has really struggled this year. Their run defense has struggled as well. I think Javante Williams has a better game in this one. Um, I think the Broncos will be able to stretch the field. I think Chicago will hold them in the red zone and keep this game close, but I just can't trust the passing volume and the coaching of the Bears right now. I, I don't think... I know the defensive coaching is really bad for Denver, but I don't think Sean Payton's coaching has been that bad so far, even though they're 0-3. So give me the Broncos. I think it'll be close. I'll take them on the slightly, very slightly over. All right, the Baltimore Ravens at the Cleveland Browns. The over-under is 41.
0: The 41, Watson's questionable. Chubb's out for the year. Baltimore, I think, will win this game. I, I, I Even though they don't have Beckham playing, I trust. I don't like where Cle- now, Cleveland's got a good defense. Mm-hmm. The only issue is that, Baltimore's kind of played down, right, to their competition, it feels like. So, um, man. Give me Cleveland in this one. I, I, I just I, – I don't still like where Baltimore is. Something seems very off with them. I don't know what it is, and I can't put my finger on it, but the problem is they're underwhelming. They've, again, played down to the, to the competition. I'm going to take Cleveland in this one. It's going to be tight. And if Cleveland wins this game – Even without Chubb, I mean, can they win the division? I don't think so. I think Cincinnati's going to come through at some point. But Cleveland could be making a statement. I don't like either one of these teams right now, but I'll take Cleveland.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go with them too because also the Ravens are also banged up on the offensive line too. Ronnie Stanley doubtful again. No Tyler Linderbaum. And obviously, the offseason losses have still been hurting them too. Uh, Moses at right tackle, they lost Ben Powers to Denver. Like, a lot of those guys are still hurting that offensive line as well. And that's why their offense really has not looked great so far this season. Lamar Jackson's been good at certain points. Really, the only consistent guy this year has been Zay Flowers. That's about it. And everyone else has still really struggled. The Browns' pass rush has been insanely good to start this year. The impact Jim Schwartz has had on this defense is definitely. Something that makes a difference. And even if Watson, I think he will play. I think he, he's not going to have to do as much in this game. I think they're just going to have him spread the ball around, be efficient. They do. Ravens do get Marlon Humphrey back, I believe, this week. So that'll help a little. But I agree with you. Give me the Browns. Definitely on the under. All right. The Steelers at the Texans, 42 and a half.
0: <clears throat> Texans played well last week. Mm-hmm. Yes, they did. I'm so not sold on Kenny Pickett. I like Houston in this one home. They're feeling good. C.J. Stroud has been good. He hasn't turned the ball over. And it's interesting, right, to see this offense. People were skittish. You know, they saw Damien Pierce on this team. I like how C.J. Stroud has played out of all the rookie quarterbacks. Give me the Texans in this game. I'm going to stick with it. D'Amico Ryan seems to have something building in Houston early on.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go with them, too, because also the Steelers' run defense still has had their issues. They did well last week against the Raiders, but the Raiders' offensive line has had a lot of issues this year as well. And Damian Pierce, I thought, looked like finally got something going last week after a rough first two games. Tank Dell has been a nice rookie wide receiver for the Houston Texans. They could stretch the field. The Steelers have a a veteran-type secondary unless they try to – move Porter in like they should, but they, uh, they're they being very stubborn with that kind of thing, and I think they'll be able to stretch the field. Like you said, Stroud, I was skeptical of him coming out of the draft, but he has looked very good so far, and spreading the ball around nicely, and I think the Steelers' offense is going to have a tough time throwing the ball downfield. Houston's secondary was very underrated last year and continues to be this year as well, so uh, I got the Texans as well in the upset on the under. Alright, the LA Rams and the Indianapolis Colts, 46 and a half.
0: LA Rams, Indianapolis Colts, I'll take the Rams in this one. I, the Colts, without, obviously, there's not much they have that could be sold for me to tell me that I'm confident in taking them. I like the Rams in this game.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go with the Rams as well. I, I think the Kyron Williams and Puka Nakua, two guys, young young guys that have made a difference. The Colts defense has had good moments this year, but they've had issues with their secondary depth, too. And I think the better coaching is still with the Rams, even though I think Steichen's done a nice job. I, I got the Rams as well on the under. All right, uh, Tampa Bay at New Orleans, 40 and a half.
0: Tampa Bay at New Orleans. Uh, Tampa didn't have a great show on Monday night. I thought they would against Philly. It wasn't great, but, again, it's against Philly. The Saints, we have no idea if Carr's playing. But, again,
2: it looks like he's going to. (laughs) Okay,
0: good luck. But the AC joint issue, that's a tough one to get. Uh, It's going to be a good environment for the Saints. I'll take the Saints in this one. I'm not confident in it. I do like the Saints' defense, though, a lot. And it seems that they could stout and outsmart this Buccaneers offense.
2: Yeah, and then both these offensive lines have really had tr- trouble this year, too. The Saints offensive line is still trying to figure things out. Uh, the rookie tackle, or second-year tackle, essentially a rookie because he didn't play all year. Last year, Trevor Penning has had his issues so far. So I think they're going to have some issues with the Bucs' edge rush. But they do get Alan Kamara back for one. Number two is Tampa's offensive lines had all kinds of issues too, so the Saints pass rush I think still plays well. I'll take them two in a low-scoring game, definitely on the under. All right, The Washington Commanders at the Philadelphia Eagles, 44-and-a-half.
0: Eagles, this is going to be too much for How. Give me give me the Eagles in this one. It's an easy one, Speedy. Uh,
2: I'm going to take them two, but I actually think it'll be a little closer than expected because the Eagles defense has struggled against the pass this year. Now, you're right. Washington's offensive line is going to have to really play better than they did last week to stop this pass rush, but I do think Eric Bieniemy will scheme up well in this this game I do think you're finally gonna see Jahan Dotson play well and I don't be surprised if somebody like Logan Thomas has a big game in this one I mean I think the Eagles do win but I think Washington's offense can keep it close I'll go with the Eagles in a tight one on the under all right the Bengals at the Titans 41 and a half
0: Um, this is interesting because I still need to see Joe Burrow healthy he still doesn't look very healthy but again the Titans don't have a big home field in Nashville they really don't. I think Cincinnati. Maybe that's a feel-good win for them. I'm going to take the Bengals.
2: I'm going to take the Bengals too. I think it'll be a close, low-scoring game, though. You're right. The Titans' defense has been good so far this year. I just the one thing that ha- they haven't been great with is their secondary depth. And Bengals will be able to spread the ball around nicely in this game. So I think Cincinnati does win, but I think it'll be close. Give me it uh, on the under. All right, the Las Vegas Raiders at the LA Chargers, 49 and a half.
0: Las Vegas Raiders. At the, uh, give me the Chargers. Nice play for them last week, although Mike Williams is out for the season. That is a killer for them, but we know about injuries with the Chargers. It's a norm for them. I'll take the Chargers. The Raiders are a mess right now, and it turns out we have the news as to why. So Chandler Jones was arrested after stealing items from outside of his ex-girlfriend's house. Wow. That's why he was arrested. Yeah. So
2: there you go. Give me the Chargers. Uh, I'm going to go with the Chargers, too. They're going to get probably get Austin Eckler back this week, even if they don't. I think they'll be able to still run the ball competently enough against this awful run defense for the Raiders so far this year. And, yeah, well, I did have a quote-unquote nice win last week. Uh, Brandon Staley almost cost himself by going for it on the 23-yard line again. But I don't think they'll have that issue in this game because I think this is going to be a blowout. Give me the Chargers on the over. All right. New England at Dallas 44
0: New England only won last week because Zach Wilson played like crap. Let's call it like it is. They scored 15 points. They almost lost on a Hail Mary that Randall Cobb dropped. I would imagine Dallas is pissed off about last week. That should not have been happening. Losing double digits to Arizona. No way should that have happened. Give me the Cowboys in this one as a get- as a, as a get-right game.
2: This is going to be a close game because the Cowboys secondary depth has still... I really, know,
0: with Diggs. Yeah, but digs Diggs out, it's a it, killer. It's really
2: bad. And the, and the Patriots definitely know how to exploit that with their slot receiver types. That's what they struggled against the most last week against Arizona. And I think Bill O'Brien, I think, has done a good job at maneuvering those slot guys and the tight ends. I think that's where Dallas struggles a lot on defense. And uh, that Dallas' offensive line had some issues last week, too. So I'm going to take the Patriots in a close one on the under. All right, Arizona at San Francisco, 44-and-a-half.
0: Ari- you said it was Arizona and? At San Francisco. Give it the 49ers. Easy peasy.
2: Yeah, I'll go for. I'll make this quick. 49ers on the under. Uh, Chiefs at the Jets. The Taylor Swift MetLife return.
0: You know, I I just – it would be so funny if the Jets won this game. It would be hysterical. With all the promo and the hoopla, Swift's going to be there. This would be just hysterical if the Jets somehow got this win. But it's not going to happen. Chiefs, I think, are going to dominate them. And I almost feel for Zach at times a little bit. Now, he sucks. But, I mean, Joe Namath just bashing on him – I mean, they're literally just putting him up on a stake at this point and watching him burn, be burned alive, it feels like, watching this kid. Uh, and to me, I think with the way everything has unfolded for this season, uh, I think the person that's got to be blamed for it, honestly, we blame Salah, we blame this and that, it's Joe Douglas. Joe Douglas, if he really didn't want Zach Wilson to play this year, he should have redshirted him and signed a veteran quarterback to back up Rodgers in case this did happen. He should have gotten a more reliable left tackle instead of a 39-year-old Dwayne Brown. (laughs) Joe Douglas did not do his due diligence here. He screwed this up, and I think it's going to be a big consequence. Now, what he's going to keep him next year, I don't think he's going to get rid of him. I think they're going to keep Salah and Douglas and go status quo, but the fact that everybody's just piling this on Salah and stuff like that, listen, I don't think Salah's done anything amazing, but what do you want the guy to do? Stand there and say his quarterback sucks? He knows his quarterback sucks right now, but he's not going to say it publicly. Joe Douglas has done nobody in this organization any favors. He's had some great draft picks. He has. Wilson, Sauce, Johnson, Vera Tucker. Fine. But he also drafted Zach Wilson. He also drafted Mekhi Becton, who they should have had him play left tackle in the first place instead of right tackle. There's a lot of things that you can look back on at Joe Douglas and you say, geez, what about his free agency that he's done? Carl Lawson stinks. Corey Davis retires, you know, Laken Tomlinson's not been good, Dwayne Brown, Blech, Connor McGovern, garbage. It's, you could go on and on about it. Joe Douglas needs to have a lot of blame for this. I'm going to take the Chiefs in this game. I think the defense will keep it close. They're going to give Mahomes fits, but it can only last for so long where there's going to be a bunch of three and outs. I think Chris Jones could wreak havoc, but I did like how the offensive line played last week, Speedy, for the Jets. It played very well.
2: Yeah, this is going to be a tough defensive line to go up against with the Chiefs, too. Now getting Chris Jones back, their pressure rate, I think, has been at the sixth highest rate in the league since he's come back and a lot of those young guys on the defense has played very very well, both the rookies this year and the ones carried over from last year that played well at the end of the season. This defense has been very formidable so far this year, and the the Chiefs offensive line, obviously one of the best in the league, too, and uh, Taylor Swift's boyfriend, he's going to show out in this game, too, for for Swift, because the Jets don't know how to stop tight ends. I could see a close to 150-yard performance for Kelsey in this one. I, I, I agree with you. I think the Chiefs will keep it close, or the Jets' defense will keep it close maybe the first, early second quarter, but the, later in the second quarter, that's usually when the Chiefs start to take off, and I think they'll be able to do it there. So I'm going to go KC on the under. All right. Monday Night Football, Seattle Seahawks, New York Giants, 47 and a half.
0: Man, I tell you, Seattle plays better on the road than they do at home, and I think they have more depth than the Giants do. I think this is going to be – the Giants have to win this game. If they don't win this game, they're probably losing their next three games, and they're going to be 1 and 5. And I think you could call it an end on the season at that point. You're not coming back from 1 and 5. I'm going to take Seattle in this one. I – just, I think they just have more talent, more depth. They seem to play better on the road, and I think Geno wants to do this to the Giants. This mm-hmm. is what's going to be. Give me the, give me the Seahawks.
2: Yeah, and also you, the. The depth is great for their receivers, which the Giants' corner depth has not been great this year. The Gi- the Seahawks still were able to protect with a backup offensive line last week, and the Giants can't get any pass rush whatsoever. The Giants' offensive line's been abysmal. The Seahawks improved their front seven a lot. Now, the one area, I think, that two, actually two areas I do think the Giants can attack, too. The Seahawks, like I said with the Cowboys, have also struggled against slot receivers this year. The Giants have uh, seven of them on the team, so one of them is bound to play well. Still no Tariq Woolen probably for Seattle. And then Darren Waller, I do, I do think, has a nice game, too. Seattle. They'll struggle with tight ends. They'll keep it close, like I said, with the Jets for probably in the second quarter, and I think the Seahawks will pull away in the second half. Uh, give me Seattle. It'll be a blowout. Uh, 14 point win for them on the over. Okay.
0: And that's it. There's only one Monday night game this week.
2: There's only one. Thank God. The Manning did. cast has returned.
0: Well, I like the seven o'clock starts personally. It did me a favor. Yeah,
2: but there's no Manning cast. So.
0: Yeah, well, you could get a Manning cast to do it at seven. Yeah, they could. What are do they doing? They're both retired.
2: That's true. Come on. Well, thank you, Speedy. What's the records, by the way? Uh, I have to, I, I have to figure that out still because my phone—I locked out my phone. So you locked out of your phone. I was. Now I'm not. So I'll figure that out for you. But based on uh, m- some of my picks last week, they were very skeptical. I'm sure you're still in the
0: lead. Okay, that sounds <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. I'm in the lead of probably against Errol, too,
2: probably. So well, yeah, I was ahead of Arrow last week. So oh, so I'm definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like you're the overall leader.
0: <laughs> let's get to my buzzer beater right now. Speedy, play it for me, mm. sir. And there it is. And I want to get into the playoff races of MLB as the season comes down to the wire. You would think 162 games would be able to figure this out, but no. The Seattle Mariners, Houston Te- the Houston Houston Texans, the Houston Astros and the Texas Rangers are still fighting now. The Rangers are probably going to win that division, and I would say the it's going to be interesting. The Mariners have the tiebreaker over the Astros. The the Astros have to win, I believe. I think they might have to sweep Arizona this weekend to, to make the play.
2: Uh Or the Mariners has to lose one to Texas. I think they'll be fine then. They yeah, can out you could do that cause... too,
0: and also the Cubs too. You don't think the Brewers would love to end the Cubs season? <laughs> I mean, that would be good. well.
2: The Cubs are finding ways to end their own season.
0: Wow, well, so. I mean, it's just, I mean, you know. So the baseball players start next week. Congrats to the Baltimore Orioles on being yes. the one seed in the AL. Congrats to the Braves again for being the one seed in the NL. And away we go. The baseball players are here, and neither New York team is in it, the Mets or the Yankees. Uh, the Mets, depending on if the Marlins need the game or not Monday, the Mets will be introducing David Stearns as their president of baseball operations on Monday. And so the era begins of David Stearns here with the New York Mets, and we'll see.
2: Oh, don't worry. The Mets will be well represented in the playoffs. We're going to see Max Scherzer. Next, uh, no, you won't see. Oh, Scherzer. no, he's a
0: half the year. <laughs>
2: but, you're, well, but you might not see Justin Verlander. You might either.
0: Not see, no, 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 no. You're going to get Mark Hanna.
2: Oh, don't worry. I, and possibly Tommy Pham, too. <laughs> Let's not forget about Tommy Pham. Oh, that's Pham. true.
0: Yeah, he, listened. Tommy a,
2: Pham to the Diamondbacks. Yeah, he's
0: done a good job with Arizona, too. But yeah. listen, congrats to those teams that made the playoffs. That's the Braves, to the Phillies, to the Brewers, to the Dodgers, to the. Probably the Diamondbacks. And
2: yeah, I think they need one way in the Clans, And I then either the much Cubs much or the
0: Mons in <laughs> the American League, I believe it's.
2: Cincinnati, I think, can still get in, So I think they're still in.
0: And the, the American League gets the Orioles, the Rays. It sounds like the Blue Jays are going to get in. The Twins, the Mariners are going to likely get in. The Rangers are going to get in. And we'll see if Houston gets in. Listen, they get a year off. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It would be funny if they didn't. <laughs> eh, what are you gonna do? But maybe they'll start cheating again. <laughs> oh come on, stop. <laughs> We're past that. Give me a break. Ladies and thank you so much for checking out our show. This has been a fantastic episode. Thank you, Speedy, of course, as always. Thank you, Kenny, for calling in. Again, don't forget October thirteenth, Eric Bowe is back here on the Worldwide Sports Fair Network. As game one will continue with both Eric Bo and myself going forward with all the craziness and all the sports going on around the country, around the world, we'll get into all that, and we will continue it. It's been a great episode being back in the studio again. Hopefully this weather, this rain stops. It's supposed to rain again tomorrow. It doesn't stop. So we'll see. But thank you so much again, everybody. We appreciate you. As always, don't forget to check out the Sports Loudmouth with Speedy PD every Wednesday and Thursday at 7 o'clock, if I'm not mistaken, Speedy. Mm-hmm. And also, The Week at Crunch, 103.9 FM, with Speedy PD and me this week, Josh Silverberg filling in for Arrow Marks this week at 7 o'clock p.m. on one of the FM. You can listen to that on your smart speaker, your Alexa, whatever you got. Listen to the FM dial in New York. You can listen to it on the app, whatever. WorldwideSportsRadio.com. You guys check out The Herd, The Wise Guys, The Betting Show. All great shows. And of course, here at Game On every Friday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So for myself, for Speedy PD, And for everybody else. Thank you, fans. Enjoy your week of watching football. Enjoy your week, your weekend. Have a safe one. Have a healthy one. We'll talk to you next Friday. This has been Josh Soberg with Game On here live on the World Wide Sports Radio Network. You're, you're, You're listening to the World Wide Sports Radio Network.